0: Blob Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Smoke News Radio. This is the first Smoke iteration of the uh, of the text streaming, and I forgot to put a shirt on. I guess I'm supposed to have a shirt and a tie and like all that good stuff. Entered uh, balance streaming server. And your DNS are working correctly. Oh, well then, well then, I have to to figure this thing out again, streaming server, like what's what's all this stuff, what's all this stuff going on, I don't know, like trying to get it out there to the universe, to people, it takes a second or four or five uh, streams, YouTube, right? This Facebook live stream. Ooh. Cool. But like, this should be working. As we even have the internet still alive somehow. Internet's like, yeah, I'll be. I'm holding it down. We have it going. So I'm gonna hit the stream button again. Cause it showed up on the other side, and then it went chunky. Chonky. That's that's a new term? Oh, look. Stop scrolling. Sweet. Name. Not found. Invalid streaming server. Internet connection. Okay, so maybe that needs to be turned off. And then... Okay, oh, wait. Ooh, what about this? Settings. Here's Google DNS. Like right, seriously, this is like an adventure. I'm just trying to get things working sometimes. you even know what it's about? Now the article's coming up. Now I'll start screaming Go, 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 Roger, go, go, go. Uh, uh, uh. Flex it. Yeah. Uh banana, banana. Well, I mean, like, it took the thing properly, so just making everything work in the world. Perfect, perfect. It's, 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 like, I'm not even sure how, what went. I mean, like, what went or how the universe is really even working. Like, it's just part of what I am. I'm just part of this thing trying to. Find out how people are blowing stuff up, making issues, causing trouble, hurting each other, all this malarkey, and just bring the news to you. So let's see if we go going in. It's like show 45. Show, 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 show. 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 Show, Sometimes there's like other things that like want to take up all your internet. You're just like, what's going on? News show. News is computers are not as safe as you wish they were. There is so much other junk that's taking over. That it, it ain't fair at all, really. Doing that, you know, we're just we just we're just trying to have technology and people be messing with people's ability just to have a computer. You know, why why can't people just like let someone exist without trying to steal their credit card numbers or trying to steal things that they have that are some sort of money? Right? It's a money that people do that. Because they can't make it on their own. You get to make your own money on your own. You I'm saying? You can't make your money. Yeah, that's a difficult part of the world. That's what we're trying to do every day. But fuck it up along the way. That's enough. You know? Things late. This happens, that happens. You know, everyone says this excuse or that excuse. But fate says like the deals you originally got you into to agree to hold down for the most part. You no, know, definitely. So, right now, we're in the stream thing. And this U Screw is not like me. It is not like me. It does not want the beautiful, beautiful to come out to you. Because, uh, you know, it's such, a, it's such an awesome show. You know, you've got this connection, you've got that. This connection, you got that all these good stuff, good stuff. Now we could transfer I guess you wants to go to not doing like any editing at all. Got like text coming across down the scroll down the line. So in the heart of all right, this whole thing's being recorded too. In the heart of getting things working, let's bring it to the Facebook Live people. No, how do you get a Facebook Live key? So you got I gotta look that up. Man, that's a, just another thing to take over the computer. I'm just i just trying to run the computer at full speed, you know, I have this Video recording software running through networks, through text, through overlays, through dancing and through jumping and through pushing the graphical processors the unit to the and to results. mean eventually I'll have a you guys will see like there's bunch of computer running up What man Everyone's just kicking butt down there <laughs> you keep them busy, they're happy. you've got to keep busy. So if people are looking for news, it's on the video part on the side that direction. Look exactly where I'm pointing. This isn't read yet because I wanted to stream it. That's the whole point. I mean I could have done a blog talk show about reading news stuff. Department of Defense. Never mind Facebook, Google is the all seeing big brother you should know about. Right? Now I got all that, but I gotta add some more to something. You know, I gotta make it interesting for me. Fuck y'all. It can be fun for me. You know, if you guys can't keep up, then I'm sorry if your brain does not want to turn the gears that are there. So, what are you doing on a Facebook Live, huh? <laughs> Face wait uh yeah. what do they call it? Facebook live stream key. Uh what's the what's it gonna come down to? I don't know. You know, we've got this, we've got that, we've got numbers, you know, like this show comes with stuff you can read while you're watching it. It right here it's been recorded because um I hit the energy? The bindings. Oh, the computer. Okay. The fun part is Windows networking. Windows networking has some key things that you need to understand about it. It thinks now Wi-Fi is the end-all. Instead of going to the VPN first to ask the Wi-Fi. It's like these bindings it has. And so getting the direction of these bindings is really key. Because if you have the going to the wrong network first, then it's not going to like it. Since right now it's even out of, order okay guy okay. so some of the video might flash flash so first thing I'm gonna do is see if I can just tell this thing and not what it is about. internet mm. you know it's only like technology they're like uh, used recently <laughs> there you go uh, which other device has internet uh, oh, but then I gotta you know you don't even know how many devices sit in front of me and they don't have the internet unless I like the that's the only kind of streaming that's going on, you know. In this show, I mean, I think I've got an hour of readed material, an hour of readed material. So, man, see, that just—I just have difficulty reading other people's stuff because I write so much. I'm like, people right, just what comes off the cough of their fucking head. Why am I going to put my faith in everything, in somebody else's cough of their head, and somebody else fine-tune the cough of their head? No. I mean, it's, the world's pretty simple, you know? I mean, some books, like... Sorry, my dad was trying to get me to read a book that is like, one has never gotten me to read a single book in my life. So I don't know why he thinks this this one will really do it, regardless of what I say I will do. And uh, the uh, just making my own kind of books, like ones that have like all these facts and new stuff. And I, I, I read the articles. I read the articles. I mean, this could totally be muted. Look, you got articles on the side. Look, there's articles right there. Articles. Totally. <laughs> um, <clears throat> if you're listening, this you're not getting Diane Green's previously told staff that the technology would not be used to operate or fly drones. You know that'll come on maybe in like. I really want to get that binding yeah um I could do well if it's no holes barred internet right now I could just straight three two seven kill that router start up this router yeah it is three two seven then okay. So I really wanna get streaming. Like there live. The whole point of having this all set up like this is so I could stream it live. PC doesn't have a decent Wi Fi or cellular data connection. Really? PDA net. PDA net's connected right here. Fontan Chutu. Mm. Okay, so you've got, as you know, sometimes you've got to unplug something. It's kicking butt, in my opinion. You're very good for the cause. And then what that does, it leaves um, internet. Internet. Okay, yeah, I know the iPhone can't be connected yet because it doesn't. So sometimes Windows wants to be, Windows wants behavior be like, yeah. Um, there is, what's going on, Skittles? Nothing's going Um, okay, well, this is here. Um, smoke, so, dude, there's way to distill Google. Doop 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 You get video, uh, Facebook, but not the uh, um the recording right now. Shucks. Okay. <laughs> okay oh, oh, yeah. old this tent keeps hiding like all the all everything be a lot more stuff you could do. And then like, oh, we're just gonna get rid of that feature that I could stream it to the Android device as a as an imaginary monitor to the computer, but it would stream it to the Android device as a, as a monitor. So I can set my Androids up as extra little monitors, even touch screens. You know? I no, not know. So here's let's go back to Let's go back The old Wi-Fi So this is just me Recorded broadcast Pre-recorded So I can edit and cut So all 'all y'all Just getting the director's cut On this live night Firefly Firefly Canceled after one episode dun 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 dun
1: dun. Mm -hmm.
0: Yo yo yo, take a look, look, look. Take another look, 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 look what you got, 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 got. No, don't save change signs. That was like that was Well, that doesn't matter. What does matter is we get the video back. Preview pretty cool program I'm really liking Ivy because it's got like a way to take the iPhone and then rock and roll think, think about it I just gotta quit it for a second okay and then I've... 3, 2, five, six, seven, eight, 12, 18, 14, 112 100,000 my night, can do, boom, 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 boom. Now it's it on this side. That guy's plugged back in. Uh, you got the Wi Fi there. Yeah. It's alive. Yes. Yah.
1: Mm-hmm. Good.
0: Damn. Cam, cam, cam. To, oh, there's the play button.
1: There mm-hmm. Okay.
0: There she is. Ah. Uh, very nice. I like. We've got the secret eye back on here. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Um, water. Be <clears throat> documented at the great time of 1121, Jason hath begun reading half of a story that he doth find on the internet. And he shall begin reading it because it is scrolling in front of him and he collected 17 news articles to read to thy people. So, let me just get my eyes close to the reader. Eyes close to the reader. And so, you know, people in the, like, Nubiverse, Nubiverse won't even know that I'm just rocking. I got to check on this phone call and this Facebook thing. Yeah, the phone call is still going. Facebook part, you guys got a preview, a chop, pre, choppy preview of it. i excited. Are you guys excited? I like that. I like that a lot. Okay, so I have a way to change the scrolling. I filter. So. going to hear the mouse click a whole bunch. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Smoke News Radio. We've got some good news for you today, bringing you some goodies. So let's, uh, let's get it going for you. We first have an article about Google coming down the run, and uh, quite interesting what they would be doing in those parts. Here we can zoom this ticker tape back up. Uh, this is all. Oh, this is like the first episode, first broadcast. I've already done 20 minutes of getting to this point. Here we go. Not in the business of war. Google employees urge company to abandon Pentagon AI project. RT Publishing published time. Thousands of Google employees have signed an open letter urging the tech giant not to work on the U.S. government surveillance engine, which could use artificial intelligence to improve the target of drone strikes. We believe that Google should not be in the business of war. Therefore, we ask that Project Maven be canceled and that Google draft, publicize, and endorse a clear policy stating that neither Google nor its contractors will ever build warfare technology, reads the letter which was published by the New York Times. Like Tuesday, Sunday. It's great that Google employees are protesting their company's Pentagon AI drone research, but that's hardly the only work Google does for militaries and law enforcement. What about Google's work with predictive po- policy and contractors? What about the NSA? What about, like, you know, Google Earth Keyhole? It goes on to describe Project Maven as an art, as a customized. AI, artificial intelligence surveillance engine that uses wide area motion imagery, data captured by U.S. government drones to detect vehicles and other objects, track their motions, and provide results to the Department of Defense. Never mind Facebook. Google is the all-seeing big brother you should know about. It states that although Google's board of directors member Diane Greene previously told staff that the technology would not be used to operate or fly drones or to launch weapons, it could still be used to assist in such tasks. The letter also cites the growing fears of biased and weaponized AI, while stating that Google is already struggling to keep the public's trust. This contract puts Google's reputation at risk and stands in direct opposition to our core values. Building this technology to assist the U.S. government in military surveillance and potentially lethal outcomes is not acceptable, it says. Marine Corps Colonel Drew Kakao, who is part of the U.S. government team working on Project Maven, focuses on computer vision an aspect of machine learning and deep learning that autonomously extracts objects of interest from moving or still imagery. He added that the only way to develop an AI system to fit the needs of the government is to have commercial partners working alongside Pentagon officials. Now, what kind of load is that, son? You know, we've got got everybody and their mom that wants to make an AI that wants to do it's whatever it does better than us. So it's like we want to make something that can think better than you. And so uh yeah. Huh. What you could do about it. We just replace the human. So uh, all right. Let's move on to the next article, ladies and gentlemen. And we will find out at what stage it is scrolling at. That is half the fun with uh Moak News Radio. It's I uh, just got to throw it together. And if you can read and reverse really good, then Facebook will help you out. And then you got the end of the story, too. There it is. Oh, there it is. Ooh, maybe I should do that. So, I don't know. I don't, I'm learning this thing, open broadcasting studio. It really rocks. Hey, hold on, hold on. Mute. Oh. Blog talk not muted. Sorry right, guys. All right, here we go. Back, back on the regular audio system. Coming live and direct. Never mind Facebook. Google is the all-seeing big brother you should know about. Oh, I'm going to get a dial hooked up
1: by this video.
0: Published March 30th, 2018. Cambridge Analytical scandal put Facebook through the ringer. In recent weeks, losing the company $100 billion plus in stock value and promoting a global debate on Internet privacy, like not in my bathroom. The social media giant was forced to apologize and overhaul its privacy and not sharing practices, but it still remains in the media spotlight and in the crosshairs of the Federal Trade Commission. Which says it may be liable for hundreds of millions of dollars worth of fines. Apple's Tim Cook slams, uh, yeah, whatever, Apple. But amid all the fervor, one monolith entity has continued to harvest data from billions of people. Uh, who could that be, son?
1: Who is that?
0: The data gathering includes a precise log of your every move, every internet search you've ever made, every email you've ever sent, your workout routine, your favorite food, and every photo you've ever taken, and you have allowed it to happen to yourself for the sake of a better service and more relevant advertising. Google is a big brother with capabilities beyond George Orwell's wildest nightmares. The capabilities are, are all the more chilling after Google's parent company, Alphabet, Inc cut its famous, don't be evil line from its code of conduct in 2015. Everything you've ever searched for on any of your devices is recorded, stored by Google. It's done to better predict your future searches and speed up and streamline your browsing. You can clear your search history, but it only works for that particular device. Google still keeps a record of everything. Same goes for every app extension you use. If it's connected to Google, your data is stored. That means that your Facebook messages are not only farmed out to companies like Cambridge and Litica, Google also has them from the Facebook app you use. YouTube, which is a Google subsidiary, also stores the history of every video you watch. You will know if you've listened to LinkedIn, Parks, Indian, something so many times, conspiracy theory videos. Likewise, any file you've ever stored on Google Drive, any Google Calendar event you've attended, any photo you've stored on Google Photos, and every email you've ever sent are all stored. You can access, copy all this data by requesting a link from Google. There'll be serious uh, There'll be serious consequences. Facebook could be fined millions for violation consent deal, perhaps. What hits home the hardest, though, is that Google keeps track of where you are and how you got there at all times. If you have a smartphone, there's a good chance it runs an Android. Considered Android phones account for 82% of the market share. That's over 2 billion monthly active users. Unless you've disabled this feature, uh, you know, so I got it. These are websites, so they got, like, little things. This is how if you go back and forth to work and home at the same time every day, Google knows this as you commute, that heavy traffic warning Google Maps gives you on your drive home. Google knows there's a traffic jam because it knows that every Android phone in every car is moving slower than they usually do at that si- same time of day. Google doesn't do this to on your back on a desktop. Google Chrome allows sites to access your computer's camera and microphone by default. On the smartphone, agreeing to an app's terms of service allows the app to do nearly anything, kind of, from accessing your phone's camera location, never mind Facebook, Google is the all-seeing big brother you should know about. So, I mean, like, you guys, everybody's like bandwagon blame, and you gotta realize, you're all in the head. You're not paying attention to bandwagon-blaming. Everybody wants to be on the right side. Oh, I'm on the right side of what everyone's talking about. I'm on the right side of what they're talking about here. Oh, I'm on the right side. Oh, Facebook is bad, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> you know, and so you lose faith in the only service out there that is letting you know that it is documenting your life the way you want it to be documented. And that's what's important is that you know that you're being documented, that you know and you get to choose what pictures you put up there for future generations. You get to put out there what you want for the future. You know, this is part of my life, everybody. Look, this is me, my 100 million selfies, me and my poems, me and my dogs, my cats, my hang gliders, my whatever I have, this is my life. Hundreds of years from now, people are going to look back and go, wow. That's what my great, 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 great something or others we're doing or doing other studies on humans and what we're doing right now because this electronic connection is brand new for us. And we're all full-bore addicted to it. We can't get enough electronics. iPhone 11, dude, come on. Have you gotten an iPhone 11 yet? I mean, it's really good. Don't you want an iPhone 11 and for those that are listening, it's two mill fingers in the air. <laughs> um, I, we've got so much conspiracy going on in the world that's not a conspiracy. It's just people are fucking shit up. Okay, so Facebook, here we go, kids, is midst most of its 2 billion users exposed to data scraping by malicious actors. Now, you really, really get into that. You know, people are just copying off. They're just, Google did that. Cambridge Analytica was the one that sold it. If people pay attention. They're the ones that made a buck. They're the people just holding on to it as they know what you're doing. Oh, we know what you're doing. Let's go back. Okay, so by by scrape by third parties, hundreds of third parties scrape this knowledge, and I a your Facebook stuff is there forever, ever. It's carved into DNA of some animal, you know. You know, eighty-seven million people affected, improperly shared. You know, it's just Facebook settings. It's a brand new technology. You know, it's people with their pants down, literally. Their shirt's mostly off, literally. And what do you expect? People are going to want copies of that and share it. And so, like, the people that write the stuff are like, oh, we know we want all your friends to be able to see it. And they're friends, friends, friends. Unless you don't make it private, all other billions of people in the world can click your name and look at it. You know, uh Okay, then the fake users going in there and and grabbing, like, the non-private stuff. And then there's the fake friends. I mean, that's not Facebook making these fake friends. It's people abusing their system, you know, to steal humanity's wealth. And that's our culture. That's our existence
1: is our wealth.
0: And the fact that we can document our existence means that we are far more richer than we've ever been. Humanity is documenting itself. Okay. Uh, Facebook scans for abuse, for keywords. Like, you got to know this stuff when you, when you type. Like, uh, they d- detect known child exploitation imagery so they look for skin. All these pictures of skin and titties. You know, um, I mean, is child skin like a different color or something? Like, oh, we're only gonna be able to detect the child skin, only the child's That's that's the only ones. That's where we're here for. Ones, you know. And it's just, just the guys. Everybody's for the kids. For the kids. So much. Stop the pain. Stop, and just stop the killing! Like stop the killing with the killing. Ah! It is why cluster fudge everybody in the head. You don't think you're already cluster fudged? You're in really, a really nice oblivion bliss. I like it. Yeah, because you gotta ignore the cluster block. Look at this hand while they while they hammer Facebook. Like they say it lost money because of that. Russia aims to boost gold reserves, increase sales to India and China, published April 4, 2018. An arm of Russia's largest lender, Sherbank CIB, plans to move more than double of its gold sales to India. this year and sell more of the precious metal than forecast to China, its head of global markets, Andrei Shmetov, told Reuters. Today with China, is more active this year than the bank originally expected. According to Shmetov, the plans to upgrade an initial sales forecast of 20 tons of gold to China in 2018. It has already sold 14 tons to Beijing in the first quarter alone. Last year, it supplied five tons of gold. The bank also planned to deliver 25, 30 tons of gold to India. In 2017, Sheridan sold 10 tons of gold to the world's second biggest consumer after China. Purchases for sales to countries such as China and India go through the bank's Swiss branch, while most of Sherub's CIB gold purchases from Russia gold miners stay within the country. Smirtov said, within Russia, ShareBank will keep its 2018 gold purchases flat at 100 tons, including 64 tons bought from local gold miners. Smirtov welcomed the central bank's effort to boost the volume of gold traded on the Moscow Exchange. It is important that the central bank is supporting the Moscow Exchange. We, as a transparent company, are advocating for an open market. He said, I believe that the central bank itself wants an open market trade, which may boost liquidity. The world's largest gold buyer, third largest producer, Russia, has substantially increased purchases in recent years, including gold mines in the country. The government wants to add to the reserves as the Kremlin sees the precious metal as a safe haven at a time of geopolitical turbulence. Russia is the sixth largest gold owner after the United States, Germany, Italy, France and China. Who's got the gold? Who's got the gold?
1: Gety, 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 gety.
0: Or who says they got the gold? Du, 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 got the gold. Who says they got to the go? I, I, I got to go. I got to go. go. I got to go. gold. I got yo giggity gold. I got yo now go. Okay, so maybe this is how I do it. I just start it with scroll. And then I go, bang, jump over here, turn it on. Click, click, click. Pull this load. Yeah. All right. On to the next thing. So, I mean, goal is important, people. Yeah. This is from physics.org. March 11, 2018. Physics.org. Citizen scientists track radiation seven years after Fukushima, March 11, 2018, by Sarah Hussein. Japanese protest, Hadaharmo uh, Okanu, Japanese protest, Okay, is one of the citizen scientists collecting radiation readings in the Fukushima region. Japanese priest, Sadarama Okanama, is one of the citizen scientists collecting radiation readings in the Fukushima region. Beneath the elegant curves of the roof of the Shirinai Buddhist temple in Japan's Fukushima region hangs an unlikely adornment of Geiger counter collecting real-time radiation readings. The machine is sending data to SafeCast, an NGO born after March 2011 Fukushima nuclear disaster that says it has now built the world's largest radiation data set thanks to the efforts of citizen scientists like Shirinai's priest, Samarahu Oganawo. The government didn't tell us the truth. They didn't tell us true measures, he told AFP, seated inside the 150-year-old temple. Okano was in a better position than most to doubt the government in line, having developed an amateur interest in nuclear technology two decades earlier after learning about the Chernobyl disaster. To the bemusement of friends and family, he started measuring local radiation levels in 2007. So, when the disaster happened, he had baseline data. So, the readings were so high 50 times higher than natural radiation. I was amazed. The news was telling us that there is nothing, the administration was telling us there is nothing to worry about. Nothing to see here, huh? Okay. I was amazed. The dearth of trustworthy information was the genesis of SafeCast, said co-founder Peter Franken, who was in Tokyo with his family when the disaster hit. Franken and several friends had the idea of gathering data by attaching Geiger counters to cars and driving around. The Geiger counters operated by the SafeCast Group is attached to a fence near the stricken Daiichi power plant. A Geiger counter operated by SafeCast Group is attached to a fence near the stricken like how, how Google does Street View, we could do something for radiation in the same way. The only problem was that the system to do that didn't exist, and the only way to solve that problem was to go and build it ourselves. So that's what we did, making informed choices. Within a week, the group had a prototype and began getting readings that were suggested the 20-kilometer, 12-mile exclusion zone declared around the Fukushima plant had no basis in data, Franken said. Evacuees were sent from areas with lower radiation to areas with higher radiation in some cases instead. The zone was eventually redrawn, but for many local residents, it was too late to restore trust in the government. Okano evacuated his brother, wife, and son while he stayed with his flock. But a year later, based on his own meetings, after decontamination efforts, he brought them back. He learned about Safecast's efforts, and in 2013, installed the static counters on his temple and part of it to help reassure his worshipers. I told them we are measuring the radiation on a daily basis, so if you access the SafeCast website, you can choose if you think it's safe or not. Japanese teacher Nureo, one time I worked with SafeCast, to teach his pupils how to measure. All right. I don't have the length of this one dialed in yet. Uh, let's do, do, do Really? Didn't like it with 5,000? Okay, whoa. Okay, so there we go. These guys are putting up radiation counters all over Japan. I'm driving around and measuring them. They've got, like, they're in their cars, their Wi-Fi, they're, like, techno, they're, like, you know, we're going to figure out what's going on. So these SafeCast devices are going to be coming out all over the place. Like, oh, you just got to use that it out. It's going to be really cool. So stoked. All right, let's keep, let's keep photo momentum, photo momentum. Okay, we are not in a trade war with China. Many years ago, Trump says, you know, it's, we're used to lying to ourselves. by Nurika Schroeser from Reuters. President Donald Trump has denied that the U.S. and China are engaged in a trade war, despite Beijing announcing it would slap import tariffs on American goods in a tit-for-tat move because they buy our stuff. We're not in a trade war with China, Trump tweeted. That was lost many years ago by the foolish and competent people who represented the U.S. Now we have a trade deficit of $500 billion a year. Intellectual property theft of another three hundred billion. We cannot let this continue. You know, they're you just taking copies, taking copy. You know, it's uh, that war was lost many years ago by the foolish or the incompetent people who represented the U.S. Now we have a trade deficit. The Chinese finance minister announced this week that it would pay that it would levy twenty-five percent import tariffs worth fifty billion
1: on 106
0: American products in response to U.S. levies in Chinese goods. Products targeted include soybeans, automobiles, chemicals, and aircraft. China will also employ levies on American whiskey, cigars, and tobacco, some types of beef, lubies, propies, and plasties. The news sent the stock market into a tailspin as the Dow plunged 600 points. China dropped 2%. Soybean features have dropped 3.7 percent, while the U.S. dollar and Chinese yuan are extending early losses. When you're already 500 billion down, you can't lose. I don't know about that. You know, Chinese markets are weathering the storm better than the American ones. The Chinese government's decision to retaliate was made after the Chinese markets closed for a week. No, oh, guys, no more trading. No, for a week. Chinese levies come after the U.S. Department of Commerce announced 25% import tariffs totaling $60 billion on some 1,300 Chinese goods aimed at curbing unfair trade practices. According to U.S. Trade Representative's mm-hmm. Office, the list of goods chosen focuses on the products that would inflict maximum harm to Chinese exporters. In return, Beijing has taken aim at Trump's electorate, reportedly targeting goods from these U.S. states that are considered a support base for the president. The U.S. trade deficit with China stood at $375 billion in 2017. Many of the imported goods are from American manufacturers, which send raw materials to China when the goods are shipped back to the U.S., they're considered imports in the trade balance that's the logic right there we uh, make it off your backs and thereby you're not buying our stuff you think you're buying your own no because the intellect, intellectual knowledge is uh, owned by many US companies and a lot of the stuff just is copied taken you know, a, lot, a lot of groups they don't care they want it. They'll take it. You know, they just put it right in front of themselves and go, 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 go gadget.
1: Mhm.
0: Just watch it. You know, groups. They just need to make money, and they don't have any ideas, but they got the money and the espionage. You know, so they go in there, steal some kind of crazy idea, whatever they can, to get their thing going. Because people got to make money. It's a competition game. And, you know, really it's important to keep going. And you need a competition. It's really it's good to have competition, especially your products you're selling. I mean, there's companies that they make their own competition. They're like, we'll make the same product slightly different, by a different name. And then we'll advertise that. No, ours is better than that one. No, ours is better than that one. That is... No, wait, they're the same freaking product. You know? Some people just want, like, the edge. They want to have the whole market. No share. There's no share in the word market. That's the biggest lie there is. Just let's, let's keep. Let's keep. Uh, let's keep the pace going. No share in the market. Software. Net lens report. Chinese army hacker army. Yeah. <laughs> huge hacker army. In China. And here's a little information about who's and who's. The, uh, the information has become a mask U.S. cyber war warriors, recently named Major General Yu Zimiaobi as the current head of China People's Liberation Army. General Staff Department, Third Department, 3PLA, Major General Yu is known as an entity who has tried to remain hidden within few photographs of a cyber war leader released by China. The only available photograph, Major Liu, was published by a Vietnamese press outlet, Moi 24. 24vn Chen Liu is a former vice president of the Chinese Institute for Strategic Studies and is known by insiders as a specialist on encryption technologies. He became one of the top tier of 3POA during the late 2008 and later emerged from the shadows as its leader in 2012. The 3POA headquarters complex includes a 24-7 watch center in Dishan Mountains. The three POA was reportedly staffed with as many as 130,000 personnel working in general headquarters staff. The operational bureaus and the three research institutes reported to have disbanded or rebranded the Chinese Army Cyber Army Corps called the Strategic Support Force. General Lu Stratus inside this Strategic support force is not presently known, but it is clear that his influence on its origin and his leadership of major components of the Chinese Army Cyber Warfare units, now in the SSF, is significant. Major Den- General Liu also served with Major General Meng Zinhang in the formation of the final structure of the Chinese SSF formation. Major General Meng zheng the new SSF, is composed of many formal 3POA units, including the the 56 research units based in Luoxi, the Chinese Army's oldest supercomputer research site with connections to virtually all other Chinese Army, Airports, and Naval commands. 61786 unit in Beijing, which appears to be the Chinese Army Defensive Information Security and Protection Command. The 61398 offensive hacker unit based in Shanghai, which targets the U.S. and Canada. The 61785 unit, which is substations located around China for radio tracking, binding, and communications intercepts. Members of the 16785 third unit have participated in hacking attempts on Android and Windows operating systems. The 61565 hacking unit based in Beijing, which is directed towards cyber operations against Russia. The 61726 hacking unit based in Wuhan, which is directed towards cyber operations against Taiwan and Southeast Asia. The 61046 hacking unit based in Beijing, which is several attached language bureaus designed to operate against Europe, the Middle East, <coughs> and Africa. The 61221 unit located in the Summer Palace in Beijing appears to be an administrative and reporting unit for the PLA leadership. The 61886 unit located in Beijing, which appears to be responsible for the POA headquarters and command computer systems. The 61672 hacking unit located in Beijing, which is heavily staffed with Russian-speaking operators, suggesting that Moscow is the target. The 61486 unit headquarters in Beijing has units in and outside of China for the monitoring of satellite and space communications. The primary force for attacking the U.S. the 61398 unit, also formerly known as the Second Bureau. The 61398 functions as the main formation for attacks on U.S. political, economic, and military assets. The 61398 main offices are concentrated in Shanghai, although one may be in Kunming. 61398 units have been detected. And that's that's far I can get on that article right now. Um, yeah, it was it was the Russians. They're really the organized, like the Chinese guys. They pull some cool stuff off, man. They're like they they want to know everything going on with y'all. All right, just keep the ball rolling. All right. Tempe, Arizona voted to shine a light on dark money in politics. Then the state stepped in by Josh Keith, 4218, Newsweek. The Arizona legislature passed a bill that protects anonymous political spending Thursday. Less than a month after Tempe, Arizona, residents voted overwhelmingly to increase transparency on that type of spending in local elections battle between city and state opens a new front in the national debate over so-called dark money in politics. It's also the first time a state has moved to ban local governments from shining light on secret spending. Dark money is money spent on influencing voters that can't be traced back to a donor. While parties and candidates must disclose the sources of their donations, those disclosure requirements don't apply to some types of independent groups, spending money to influence voters. This type of spending is most consequential at the local level. Experts say because since local elections are relatively cheap and receive little media coverage, ads or mailers backed by just a few thousand dollars of dark money can easily don- dominate a campaign. More than 90% of Tempeh voters cast ballots Amendment to the city's charter requiring all groups spending more than a thousand on local races to disclose their donors. In March, the amendment aimed to eliminate anonymous political spending by independent groups, a type of spending often dubbed "dark money," and local elections. In response, the Republican-controlled Arizona Legislature passed a bill last week. That bans local governments from requiring nonprofit groups, the most common dark money vehicles, to disclose the source of their funding. The bill, which passed both chambers on strictly party line votes, is headed to Republican Governor Doug Ducey's desk. I'm a candidate. Every donation that comes to me, I need to report. Tempe City Council member Lauren Kuby, who spearheaded the effort, told Newsweek. Why should an independent expenditure group be able to hide their money? Whether it's unions or the Koch brothers, it doesn't matter. They should have to disclose the public has a right to know. Unlike Arizona, states have recently implemented measures to increase transparency in political spending by independent groups, which aren't affiliated with parties or candidates. Thanks to the U.S. Supreme Court's 2010 Citizens United decision, These groups can spend an unlimited amount of money on elections so long as they don't coordinate with candidates and their parties. Washington State Governor JNC signed a disclosure bill into law earlier this month and New Mexico's Secretary of State implemented new disclosure rules in 2017. California passed a transparency bill in October. and Montana, a bipartisan transparency bill in 2015. Yet dark money is surging in Arizona, and the state is preemptively defending secret spending," said Chinsen Lee, a senior counsel at the Brennan Center for Justice, a nonpartisan law and policy institute. Arizona is a state where the amount of dark money being spent has skyrocketed in comparison to transparent money, where voters can tell who's behind political messaging. Lee told Newsweek she has the lead author, on a twenty sixteen report on dark money in state and local elections. Lee he and her co authors examined spending in six states and found that fully transparent political spending in those states accounted for three quarters of spending in two thousand six, but declined to just twenty nine percent in twenty fourteen. In Arizona, the change was particularly dramatic. Dark money accounted for just thirty five thousand. 2006 elections. By 2014, that figure rose to more than 10 million. Despite this surge, and maybe because of it, Arizona is singular, singular, trying to keep dark. Like, where's that money coming from? Whose money is this? Paying for this is the sign. Who's paying for this? How do we get organized? Why is? Someone's spending all this money to organize people in all these places, do do do. You know? It ain't cheap to bring all these marches together. Nuh uh. That's in the million marijuana march. That was a whole bunch of people just like kittens showing up, what are we gonna do? Let's hike to the station, you know, two thousand one, two thousand two. You know, what what are we gonna do? I don't know, you know, we're here, you know. Dana Beal is really great. Guy put out, like, posters and got the word around them. And it's just, oh. You know, it's rocking. But then when we get down to it, it's like, what are we really going to do? Like, is marching. done oh, in the face. De-de-de. Really ought to do it. Or a party. Because we know how to party. Yeah. CDC, baby. These are the rarest forms of nightmare bacteria, CDC says. Unusual forms of nightmare antibiotic-resistant bacteria detected in 27 states. More than 200 rare antibiotic-resistant genes were found in nightmare bacteria tested in 2017, according to a vital science report released Tuesday by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. I was surprised by the numbers we found, said Dr. Anne Shusha, Principal Deputy Director at the CDC. The report focused on the new and highly resistant germs that have yet to spread widely. So a variety of resistant germs can be found in every state. Two million Americans get infections from antibiotic resistance, and 2,300 die from those infections each year. Quick on the draw, huh? Antibiotic resistance, an old problem with new ramifications. Testing five 1,000 isolates of antibiotic germs from hospitals and nursing homes. CDC found that about one in four had the gene that helped spread its resistance, while 200 contained an especially rare resistant gene, she said. During follow-up screen, nearly one in every 10 contacts also tested positive, meaning unusual resistances had spread to other patients and could have continued spreading if left undetected. Shushat said it is unknown how frequently aspirin trophic carriers spread the disease to uninfected people, she noted. This wasn't just a problem in one or two states, she said, adding that the 221 rare genes were found in isolates gathered in 27 states from infection samples like mm-hmm. pneumonia, bloodstream infection, urinary tract infection, <clears throat> because this wasn't the first year of testing for rare genes, the CCS is not at a trend, David. She says she hopes this won't be the beginning of an inevitably march upwards. The new report highlights the work of the CDC's Antibiotic Resistance Laboratory Network, formed in 2016 to help detect antibiotic resistances in healthcare, food, and community. The world is running out of antibiotics. The World Health Organization says in 1988, health officials in the United States learned that some germs within one family of bacteria, Enterobacteriaceae. Could produce an enzyme capable of breaking down common antibiotics. By 2001, the germs had begun to evolve, becoming more resistant to carbapenems and other antibiotic drugs. These carbapenem-resistant enterobacteria, or CRE, the nightmare bacteria, by the CDC is spread rapidly in the U.S. around the globe. Today, the CDC promotes aggressively containment strategy that includes rapid detection tests, and screening for reducing the spread of antibiotic resistance. CDC estimates even if only 20% effective, the containment strategy can reduce the number of nightmare bacteria cases by 76% over three years in one area. She said, researchers raise hope for a gonorrhoea vaccine. Doctor, it's been an hour, huh? (laughs) Smoke News Radio. Dr. Jay Brutler, chief medical officer for the state of Alaska, said Tuesday that the report suggests what we do can make a difference. While public health officials concentrate on containment protocols, each of us can help limit antibiotic resistances by keeping our hands clean, of dis- disinfecting cuts. The CDC. I need to wash my hands. All right. So there you have it, kids. There you have it. So, I mean, what are you guys going to do? Oh, we been talking for an hour. Hit the man eat. Hmm. Okay, we're all straight for the next. Article. You guys having fun out there? It's like a fun uh, idea. I mean, it'll grow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And I got a smoking joint after this too, right? Then there's sleep and then there's weight. And work okay. in the shower. Okay. Smoke news radio. Test run number one or episode number one. Here we go. Sometimes it might be down in how I want it to. Oh. No. Well, I mean, my proofread read assistant, I have not bribed to rock this. Seventy thousand to one hundred twenty-five thousand whites murdered in South Africa since 1994. From WisNews21.com. This guy's got an alphabetical list. twenties, forties, fifties, thousands of people murdered. You know, it's got to keep track of all these murdered white people in South Africa for future generations. I mean, got to keep these people from getting murdered for future generations. Um, You know, they've been shot, bludgeoned, hacked, tortured, burnt, stabbed, mutilated. You know, there's not an official list, but it's people know whose family members do not come back to South Africa. You know, uh, it's no kind of record as police no longer mention the race of the victim nor the perpetrator on official reports. Of murder. You know, that's messed up. And these guys have been keeping a list. And uh, he has a list of, it's also attacks mixed in with it. And it just like, people dying. You know, how many of the people that we have not been able to Document their lives have been murdered. Like right now, we can document everyone's lives. And once you get that documenting going, once you got that little Facebook, once you got that little Insta, you're, you exist forever because they're scraping all that data. Instagram doesn't have it, Google doesn't have it, 73 other organizations have information that you posted on one site. Minimum, 73. China has their copy. Italy has their copy. Russia has their copy. Let alone each country state gets their copy. Right? So these things are actually real. People don't want to, oh, I can't look at that. I can't Can't believe that. Believe the lies. Murder is, is really sucks. And it's just because people don't really know you know, I mean, I want to hear, I mean, so I've been listening to a lot of reggae recently, and some the Marley, Marley songs talking about the apartheid, you know, in Zimbabwe, even, and it's not just South Africa. Things are happening all over. The worst form of reverse racism that, oh, people that look like you did this to me where people that I thought I knew was told about, or it's cool now. We can go bash the bully in the head or something. Right? It's just like, you know, we want to be cool. We want to back down. Like in some guy on a fucking bus stop today. You know, he finally wasn't there for two days in a row. And he's got his he's me with a few dollars and I'm scraping, hey give me that, give me no fuck, dude. Guy wanted to fucking scrap with me, try to pull out his fucking stick. Yeah, pull out that sticky little fucking peg leg. I mean people that are living on the streets have low blood sugar. I had low blood sugar. Fucking no fucking fuse. Bullshit. But an iPhone can kill. No, it's sad. But these phones you can destroy someone with. You hit them in the right temples, the right places. You know, if you have that that fire at that moment, I mean, if you know how to wield your own fire when you need to, you know, it's not really something that people should be proud of. Wielding their fire of, of, of fighting, of bringing harm to another person, fire of death, fire of pain. You know, it'd be a lot easier to be, be just to be the spot mover, go to sleep, but not forever. Everybody, I don't want to take someone's ticket to ride. I want y'all to, everybody to be riding and just learn how to sit in your seat, you know? So let's keep going. Let's keep going. 12, 13, we got 45 more minutes on this uh, Blog Talk broadcast. Going live with walk and uh, we're doing smoke news that's going uh, to be posted to YouTube uh, shortly after this broadcast. Yeah 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 yeah. I just I don't have I don't have the cable internet yet. Yeah, I have to go through cell phone, through cell phone. Through, you know, just keep going. Yeah. Dark splotches on Venus could be signs of life. This is from uh, Gizmodo. By uh, George Zvosky on 4218. Now tell us, George. Venus, with its crushing atmospheric pressure and scorching surface temperature, seems an unlikely place for life to take hold. But while the surface of this planet remains completely inhospitable, Venus's atmosphere may be capable of harboring microbial life, according to a new research. Venus may be a hellhole. But it wasn't always this way. Climate models suggest a second planet from the sun once featured liquid water on its surface and a habitable climate for upwards of 2 billion years. That's plenty of time for life to evolve. But at some point in this planet's past, we don't know exactly when things all went to the south. Own to a runaway greenhouse gas effect, all Venus water evaporated onto the atmosphere, which in turn, exacerbated the heating effect even further. Today, temperatures on the surface exceed 860 degrees, 450 degrees Celsius, and the atmospheric pressure is 92 times heavier than what we experience here on Earth. (sighs) Mm -hmm. In life, if life emerged on Venus during its two-million-year window of hospitality this cataclysmic turn of events likely wiped out every living creature, large or small. But as new research published this week in the Science Journal Astrobiology points out, there's another possibility. Some microorganisms may have retreated to the clouds where environmental conditions are surprisingly stable and downright balmy. Today, this research suggests we can see these surviving microbial blooms as dark blotches. On Venus's lower cloud layer, the lead author of the new study, Sanjay Linet of the University of Wisconsin Madison Space Science and Engineering Center isn't saying there's life on Venus, but the new paper of self described hypothesis articles suggests we should look for signs of life in the planet Cloud Tops. The idea that life might exist in Venus's clouds is nothing new. Astronomer Carl Sagan first proposed the idea in nineteen 19- 67, following the astrobiologist David Grinspoon in 1997. This line of inquiry largely stalled due to the lack of evidence, but a 1999 paper suggested conditions at higher altitudes would but not kill microbial life. A 2004 paper concluded that chemical conditions in Venus's clouds fall within the bounds of habitability namely at the layers between 48 kilometers and 52 kilometers, where temperatures fluctuate 0 to 60 degrees Celsius. Atmospheric pressure hovers between 0.4 and 2 Earth ATM. The clouds are peppered with, with life-friendly compounds such as sulfur, acid, aerosols, and carbon dioxide. And then there's Venus, strange dark splotches which were first detected by astronomers nearly a century ago. When viewed in ultraviolet light, these dark patches exhibit traces of concentrated sulfuric acid and other unknown light absorbing particles. These patches persist for days, frequently changing shape and contrast. As the new paper points out, it just so happens that some microbes on Earth are capable of thriving in acidic environments, feeding off carbon dioxide and producing sulfuric acid. Similar conditions exist, long Venus cloud tops. We also know of bacteria with light absorbing properties. It's conceivable that massive conglomerations of these airborne microorganisms could explain the enigmatic dark patches on Venus. Finally, some microorganisms on Earth, mostly bacteria, get swept up into our atmosphere where they can stay alive at heights reaching 25 miles, 41 kilometers. Perhaps something like this happened on Venus, and the microorganisms have been hanging out in the clouds ever since its oceans boiled away. This idea is not as crazy as it sounds. At Surkar, a high-altitude salt lake in northern that article. So it's still figuring out how to get articles Robert. This is the first run. First run, first run, and here we go. Being cash free puts us less at risk of attack. Swedes turn against cashlessness. Swedes' central bank governor has called for public control over its payment system. Others say a fully digital system is vulnerable to fraud and attack. It is hard to argue that you cannot trust the government when the government isn't really all that bad. This is the problem facing a small but growing number of Swedes anxious about their country's rush to embrace a cash-free society. Most consumers already say they manage without cash altogether, while shops and cafes increasingly refuse to accept notes and coins because of the costs and risks involved, until recently, however, it has been hard for critics to find a hearing. The Swedish government is rather a nice one. We have been lucky enough to have mostly nice ones for the past 100 years, says Christian Ingström, a former MEP for the Pirate Party, an early opponent to the cashless economy. In other countries, there is much more awareness that you cannot trust the government all the time. In Sweden, it is hard to get people mobilized. There are signs this might be changing. In February, the head of Sweden's central bank warned that Sweden could soon face a situation where all payments were controlled by private. Stefan Ingves called for a new legislation to secure public control over the payments, arguing that being able to make and receive payments collective good like defense. The court's or public statistics. Most citizens would feel uncomfortable to surrender social functions to private companies, he said. It should be obvious that Sweden's preparedness would be weakened if, in a serious crisis of war, we are not decided in advance how households and companies would pay for fuel, supplies, and other necessities. Sweden at war. (coughs) Yeah, with Muslims invading, news doesn't always have to be bad. Indeed, the relentless focus on confrontation, disaster agnosticism, and blame risks, convincing the public that the world is hopeless and there is nothing we can do. This series is an antidote, an attempt to show that there is plenty of hope as our journalistic scour of the planet looking for pioneers, trailblazers, best practices. Some... Central Bank's governor's remarks are helping to bring other concerns about a cash-free society into the mainframe, says Bjorn Eriksson, 72, a former national police commissioner and the leader of the group called the Cash Rebellion or Contemporerate. Until now, the Contemporerate right. Contemporerate content has been dismissed as the voice of the elderly and the technologically backwards, Ericsson says. "We you have a fully digital system, you have no weapon to defend yourself if someone turns it off. If Putin invades Sweden's largest island, Gotland, it would be enough for him to turn off all the payment systems. No other country would even think about taking these sorts of risks. They would demand some sort of analog system. In this sense, Sweden is far from its famous concept of lagom, just the right amount, but instead is 100% extreme. Eriksa says, by investing so much faith in the banks, this is a political question. They are leaving these decisions to four major banks who form a monopoly in Sweden. No system based on technology is invulnerable to glitches and frauds, says Matthias Szekrek a digital security consultant and Sweden is divided into two camps okay and he's like power goes out you know you're going to be like here connect your device to mine to transfer me money but how do you do that securely here I carry a hundred thousand dollars in my little digital thing and attach mine to yours I mean, if I have to build it, here we go. New study provides yet more proof of Saudi state sponsorship of ISIS and Cold War remnants. This is from Zero Hedge by Tyler Durden on 4-4-2018. During the same week, Saudi Arabs Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salam Admitted to the Atlantic's Jeffrey Goldberg that Saudi nationals have funded terror groups, a prominent Georgetown University counterterrorism expert and field researcher has published his findings based on extensive interviews with former ISIS members, which identifies Saudi Arabia as a key source of the now-defunct Islamic State's prior rapid growth. The findings were summarized in the Government and Technology Services Coalition Homeland. Security Today online journal, and the author by Georgetown University professor Ahmed Yalla, who during the past four years has interviewed over 40 ISIS defectors in Turkey while conducting the ground research along Syria's border. The majority of the ISIS, Shakirins, Imams, and teachers who were preaching in ISIS controlled territories and schools were from Saudi Arabia. His documentation on Saudi Arabia's role in financing global jihad has been abundant over the past years of war in Syria and Iraq. Professor Yaya's field research provides yet further empirical confirmation and proof of Saudi Arabia's role in fueling both ISIS and al-Qaeda terrorism. The study focuses specifically on Salafist jihadism, a term often used interchangeably with Wahhabism. As the same mood, shared by both Al Qaeda and ISIS. Safarism is usually described as an ultra conservative, pure tyrannical, grim, and fundamentalist branch within Sunni Islam established on the teachings of a 13th century scholar, Ibn Taymiyyah, whose ideas were introduced by the pure tyrannical scholar, Muhammad ibn Abd al Wahhab, in the Arabian Peninsula during the mid 18th century. Wahhab advocated a return to the traditions of the first generations of Muslims, the Salah. And also summarized in a 2016 New York Times investigation, ISIS terrorized, rely on official Saudi religious instruction books as primary sources informing their ideology. Professor Yala writes, ISIS and al-Qaeda appropriately Appropriate foundational texts of al-Wahhab, including the book of monotheism, Kitab al-Tawid, in their curriculum, in their sharia, ideological training in military camps, online training, and school systems they control. Additionally, several ISIS defectors I interviewed specifically told me how al-Wahhab's Khatib al-Tawid was the first chief and most important part of their training a book also widely and historically adopted today, Saudi Arabia. Furthermore, I observed that Salafist literature and books were adopted by terrorists, including Al-Qaeda, for their indoctrination and training during the investigations I carried out as a counterterrorism police chief in Turkey. Notably, one of Saudi Arabia's most visible sheikhs, who recently held the title of Imam al Kaab and the Grand Mosque of the Prophet Muhammad in Mecca, admitted that ISIS is a product of Saudi Taliban Wahhabi Islam, which has been described by scholars and historians alike as the official state religion of Saudi Arabia, despite MDS for feigning confusion over the issue during his recent Atlantic interview. Sheikh Khan al-Khavi, the former Imam Ka'ab, the Grand Mosque of the Prophet Muhammad in Mecca, and Salafi himself openly and sincerely admitted that ISIS is a true product of Salafism and mm-hmm. Iraq. So there's an article cut off. Yeah, it's, it all comes down to the network, right? Cause the network, uh, because the network, because the network is, owned. Well, that was like 1976. Of Saudi Arabia owns a broadcasting for a long time. But, like, who owns the Google broadcasting? All right. Fake weed leaves two dead, 54 with severe bleeding. Two deaths, 54 other cases of severe bleeding. Tied to fake weed in Illinois by Jacqueline Howard and Marlena Baldacci. Marlena. All right. Uh, updated on uh, April 2nd, 2018. Synthetic cannabinoids, often called spice, K2, or fake weed, have been tried to 56 cases of severe bleeding, including two deaths across Chicago areas and in central Illinois. All these cases, safe access, all these cases require hospitalization related to coughing up blood, blood in the urine, bloody nose, bloody gums, and other symptoms. Nine of the cases tested positive for factor or more, rat poison, according to a statement from the Illinois. Illinois Department of Public Health on Monday. Now, state officials are working to identify any common synthetic cannabinoid products related to these cases and determine where the products were obtained. There are still many questions about the illnesses. Officials are not aware what exactly caused the drug contamination, but investigators and toxicologists are continuing to evaluate. Police spike. This is the first time we've seen an outbreak of this magnitude in the area, Malena Arnold, a spokesman for the Illinois Department of Public Health, said Monday. We're working with numerous different partners across the city and state as we investigate this outbreak. She said synthetic cannabinoids are sold in convenience stores, gas stations, drug paraphernalia shops, milk stores, and even online. Really? Health officials warn that anyone who has a reaction to synthetic cannabinoids, I mean, they should call 911 and be taken to an emergency department. There could be additional deaths coming. We continue to see the number of cases rise. Dr. Naira, chief director of the Illinois Department of Public Health, said in the, in the department, self-synthetic cannabis anywhere? Illegal uh, without more information, IDPH, no, if people have half facts, IDPH does not know how much contaminated product is circulating or where. No, because not safe access. Okay, get it. Not to use synthetic cannabinoids. Marinol is the only real synthetic. Those are like fake cannabinoids, not synthetic if you're dying. You know, fake weed. 17 tied to synthetic cannabinoid products in Chicago. Contaminated products could be statewide. 5 I mean, Cook County, five people in Cook County, two 14 Peoria. Two- Whoa. One of the deaths was in Chicago and the other in Central Illinois so I've never foreseen a death in Chicago related to fake weed. There could be additional deaths coming it's difficult to say. This is Spice? Spice you can't buy in a store. No. So we're doing whatever we can with regard to outreach and a fire may be impacted by this outbreak. What is the fake weed? This is the first time the region of the United States has seen an outbreak of health problems related to synthetic cannabinoids. I don't like how they're using that term because it's not synthetic it doesn't do what the cannabinoids is supposed to do. Weed, you spiked over the past year one or two people in Lancaster overdosed overdosed from synthetic pot Marinol is the only synthetic pot out there. Wow okay so just know that people like seriously like there's some really freaking crazy stuff out there some people want to uh, Make it worse. You think you're you're getting the whatever, but it's not safe access and there's all comes of safe access. There is not a store out there that regularly shelves that legally in Chicago. Believe me, I spent time in Cook County. There's not this fake weed they're selling in there called spice. And you can go buy something that kills so many people that kill two people and products get pulled from shelves. So it's like sometimes people writing articles, they're just trying to make, they're just trying to fill the page. And so there's like, well, can't you also get that over there and there? It's like, no, it's not synthetic. It's weed poison, but whatever. You know, people be learning, people be learning. Okay, here we go. Number 17. Number 17 is our last one for the broadcast here with the Smoke News Radio. This is just an hour and a half long broadcast. Bringing it to you. How medical marijuana reduces opioid use, saves lives and money. This This is the good stuff. You need the medical stuff. Medical marijuana laws. Be a boom to those battling the opioid epidemic, according to researchers who have identified a link between increased access to medical marijuana and a reduction in opioid prescriptions. The study suggests medical marijuana laws, MMLs, have helped save and could continue to save thousands of lives and billions of dollars now being lost to opioid addiction. There is a downside. The promise of Medical marijuana licenses in reducing opioid use shows up thus far in urban areas, but not in rural America, NMLs. Uh, the marijuana laws have an effect similar to when any replacement for a drug is introduced, say researchers. In this case, marijuana appears to be a substitute for opioids as a pain medication in many cases. This week, the JAMA Journal of International Medicine Clue that medical marijuana and medical cannabis laws have the potential to reduce opioid prescriptions. One study looked at Medicare Part D patient data and other Medicaid and role data. The Medicare study still getting the scrolling working properly. The Medicare study associated between the state medical cannabis law and opioid. Describing in the medical part, 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 D population F C Bradva, uh, David and Bag found that opioid prescriptions fell in states that permit medical marijuana. Prescriptions filled with all opioids decreased decreased by 2.11 million daily doses per year from an average of 23.08 million daily doses per year when a state institute any medical cannabis law. Prescription for all opioids. Described decreased by 3.742 million daily doses per year for medical cannabis dispensaries open. A second GIA journal study associates medical and adult use marijuana laws with opioid prescriptions for Medicaid. And Department of Health Management and Policy University of Kentucky College of Public Health found that medical and adult use cannabis laws have a potential to reduce opioid prescribing for Medicaid enrollees. A uh, segment of population with dyslexia disappro- dis- proportionately high risk for chronic pain. Opioid overdose using Medicaid prescriptions data for 2011 to 2016 researchers found lower opioid prescription rates where there were medical marijuana laws, 5.88% lower, and adult use marijuana laws, 6.38% lower. Real, these aren't lies, ladies and gentlemen. One of the MML researchers, Dr. David Bradford discussed his past research into medical marijuana and opioid prescription, as well as a research at Workers' Compensation Workers' Research Institution annual symposium last week in Boston. So long, so. this one. Among Bradford's observations, the effects of MMLs on lowering opioid prescription while encouraging is not fairly dis- distributed. All this is happening in urban areas. We can find no benefit in this or any of our studies in rural America, as is often the case. People in rural sections of the country are getting a little left out from innovations. Bradford is the George D. Busby Chair in Public Policy at the University of Georgia and former director and founder of the Center of Health and Economic Policy Studies at the Medical University of Southern California, whose <laughs> mother is this and father is that and neighbor's name is that. He has been a visiting faculty member at the Yale Medical School and a tenured faculty member in the Department of Economics at the University of New Hampshire. Dr. Bradford has over 70 publications. Bradford his fellow researchers looked at... Okay. So basically, they want to mix marijuana and opioids together because you can't, like, Gotta sell opioids, that's the next thing. You know, I remember uh, when I had cancer, I, uh, uh hey buddies, you know, I'm in college, try some of these mycotines and smoke, oh, you're smoking bowl. Like, I wasn't in marijuana when I was like kid, you know, I didn't learn anything about it. And then have a cancer surgery, face gets cut open, and go to college, and you're like, oh, I think I'll smoke in the pot. It was kind of helping some. I mean, very little CBDs. I wish I had way more CBDs back then. But you know, I spent one time with some friends, and they're like, hey, we're smoking the pot. Here, have some of these bike right? You know, was, you know, I'm still a kid, but you know, I kind of hold on to your ultra painkillers because like, I don't have a, a CBD pill that to go. That's cheap. Opiums, cheap as anything, is anything so cheap because our medical industry is built on it for so many 70, 80 years. Our medical industry has been going opium, 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 you know, so we just refined it. Pot, seventy years, CBDs will be like perfect. It'll be like, oh wait, oh, bone regeneration, regrowing. I'm living a long time. So I'm loving it. So here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna close out the Smoke News Radio YouTube part of the show, and continue on with a little blog cat blog talk and the. Uh, uh, what would you guys call this? And the uh, speaking of, or the commentary, or the, I'll talk about it afterwards. So thank you guys for checking out the news. Smoke News Radio. Pull this together. Peace. All right, there we go. Go back. Still recording video. Because this goes in, like, the extra, like, director's cut version or something. No, I'll just get all the other parts together. Because the other thing was... An hour and started twenty four minutes. Was it twenty fifteen? Sixteen hour sixteen for seventeen stories. That's kind of cool, you know. And i I really put this together too. Like I had to do this because I don't might not have funds to smoke rules radio tomorrow. You know, even though this is. Radio, still on TV. On TV. On TV. <laughs> it's still broadcasting out there. people going to be more fun. People be fun. People be fun. People be fun. Um, so, yeah, I'm using this open broadcasting software that is pretty cool. And I've just got to figure out a way. I think I even got it somehow not scroll. The, the last few parts of the show, the words weren't halfway through. I'm like, whoa, that's super cool because it keeps putting it all the way through. So I've got like a little USB dial thing and I'll dial it in. to so connect that macro to speed it up, pull it down. Some way to have instant access to the scroll speed or the scroll resets. You said it's going to come in because this is, you know, I'm not a professional. This software is open source. This is not like high paid software. People that put this together it took a little, it took us some time. I'm really stoked. You know, I'm really really so. stoked. Kind of what? So add. I cannot trust the government. The Swedes are just such the nicest people, you know, it's nicest people. And he's like, this just Muslim invade them. Like, this has taken a thousand, a million Muslim males. Like, where's all the bitches? Where's the girls? Where's the babies? Where's the children? You know? where's the grandmothers, grandparents? No, they, they take in all these military-age men that are freaking... They're the Swedes are burning some of these guys' villages. They're, they're raping people. All these men, they need to do something. You know, for some reason, someone bought them all plane ticket and gave them all some clothes and said they were from area... Yeah, prove the only way to prove is to the genetic profiling, genetic test. Oh, you're from Chad. Oh, you're not who you say you were when you came in. You know, there is genetic information in all these people that shows that they're not from where they say they are. So <clears throat> thing is, this country already has had its invasions this country is based on cultural invasions constantly we've got every country coming here at some point in mass to get away from their mm-hmm. BS to get into uh, to get into more shoot, we're still recording to get to get into a world to get into their free land. Getting away from whatever crap was happening out there, come in, and just be like, "We need a better place." So we got a little Chinatown, India town, little. You don't have little India. It it took India a little while to figure that part out to have places called Little India, but there's little Indias all over. You know, there's little Armenias. You know, the Armenia country used to be giant been freaking we got destroyed and destroyed and shrunk down. And luckily, the strong Armenian populations in the United States that have been able to survive genocide. And it just Some people have been hurting other people. And the thing is, you can't genocide the United States American. The American is a whole bunch of different culture possibilities. We're this guy, we're that guy, whatever. We're all in the melting pot. We're like, all right, how can we, like, mesh and get along and not have one dictator tell us what to do? Now, people, you're all robots, all going to take what they force into your face over the media and be like, all right, this is what you push down your throat because it's, it's just like, man, this is this is this is our way things got to be you know there's one dictator controls the rest of the genome one human or a handful of humans controlling the genome of the country the genome people got to realize that it's by, by affecting people's health by affecting by taking out people who dissent, you know, there's, by, by Genghis Khan, in, you know, by spreading one's way fully upon a populace, I mean, we're so deformed, we're so like messed with and hurt by ourselves over and over repeatedly. It's lame, you know, why can't we just get along? humans? You know, and just be like, cool, but it's just like, oh, some people want the warring. Some people want to win. Some people want to keep pushing the hate. Push the hate. Just want to push the hate. You know, believe the hate. Don't live in the hate. Don't believe the hate. Don't believe the hate. It's just like, if it, it, that's what someone bases everything on, it's just like other people's hate, other people's junk. That's what it is, it's junk, ugliness. It, it's stuff that doesn't make your life any better to hear someone else's anger without them ha- without them freaking Dan, Is that it? Projecting, that's what they do, is projecting their anger on other people, forcing their, oh my God, you know what, this happened, this, what do you you think, aren't you upset, aren't you upset? People say things to put you in their emotion, and it's difficult, you know, that it is.
1: Hey, I got ten more minutes. Ten more minutes.
0: There you go, Radio World. You heard that? Ten more minutes. There I said. This this one's going a lot later than I probably would regularly do it, and have it over by freaking midnight for sure. Uh, but I got to do the Monday thing because if I'm doing the Tuesday, and do the rest of the week, um, that will give me the rest of the week to do stuff, to get it over with right away, to, 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 to get through the news, collect them during the week, because there's a lot of repair that goes into this thing. Not just like real, real simple. A lot of researching, a lot of looking at stuff, a lot of having an opinion of what is important that people need to hear. Because there's things that people need to know about. They don't know they need. So oh, they need to um, pay attention to. But just, I just don't want to be one to force content into people's face. You know, like, hey, you must know this whether you like it or not. Like, you know what? Hopefully, someone in your close circle shows, like, can research and find out truths and facts out there. Of forcing stuff onto someone that doesn't that isn't receptive get nowhere. If someone's receptive to it, get somewhere. You know, like if they're open to it, like oh, I'm in the right mood, I'm in the right zone to accept this or to open up with this. Whereas the pushing, the sensationalism, where like, it pushes on your on your senses on your skin even, through words and the TV, things that will make you so upset, piss you off. And they use that. They're media professionals. Professional. They know how to manipulate your mind and your attitude. And they'll say and put the wording into the news articles or the topics however they want. However, they want to make you feel, if they want to make you feel like a really awesome person, it would be like encouragement. Like, hey, I know you're doing good out there in the world. There's some people we're going to talk about that aren't doing awesome. You know, we've still got to know about them. I'll let you know you're the viewer. I mean, come on. You're awesome. I want to give you a big hug for being, like, really nice, good neighbor, maybe trying to keep it down at one, but broadcasting to many people at one, you know, it's not best when you have people and freaking paper walls. Paper walls are not
1: <clears throat>
0: very good for a broadcasting studio. I was trying to make something so I could be more quiet in here, put up, like, soundproof stuff. It's all budget. Like, got that budget. You know, I got, I got what I got. And I can roll it together, and I can put it together. But then when it's gone, I don't got it. You know? When my car is window shopped, I don't got it anymore. So, this is, but when I'm living out of a car, I don't got this, what we're looking at right now. This is not working homeless spam. It's freaking manual labor mofos. and holding it down because I've got to freaking hold something up here. I can put all these electronic devices together. No. So you can have some fun and be like, yo, look what Jason could pull off. That's y'all. Like. You know, I think this is really cool, and I wish I could do this in high school. I was, I was in a TV video class in high school, too. Now it's cool school, but it was like the video toaster. That was cool. I mean, this is, when it was like an Amiga or something, but it wasn't like whatever it is now. Like this, this software, this OBS software, awesome. I just got to give props out to it. Also to the IV Cam for giving me some video. That's super awesome, and I will buy your program soon. You know, I'm, I'm working, working it, working it, working it, working it. And I just I want to appreciate everyone for listening through this bar, for doing uh, everything that you guys do, you know. Because I don't know what people do. This is like, do whatever you're going to do. Just don't hurt my world. You know, it's pretty simple. Like, ask anybody in Fukushima, do what you want to do. Just don't kill all the fishies. Don't make the fishies sick. You know, don't make the people sick. Don't zap us with invisible radiation. You don't mind what you do, just don't hurt anybody else. Animals, earth, people. Is that pretty simple? You know, I mean, animals do eat animals. Natural. You know? So, it's just like when vegetarianism becomes a law, people that need fat, I absorb and destroy fat. I I realize that that's one of the reasons I like meat because it's got fat in it. And that's just like, I like that. That The meat part is all chewy. The fats you how know? we've evolved on, you know, and uh, the vegetables and berries and the mold or moss or mushrooms. All these things we've evolved around. And some of our food is pretty gross out there, but we're here. We've made it through all this stuff. We've got to keep getting past this thing over here. Is that the big kicker? One plant, cesium pumps into the ocean. That part makes me sad. I mean, yeah, the ocean will clean itself. You know, Earth has killed everything off in the ocean before. And it'll do it again. You know, we make it less easy for the other creatures. The other creatures, they don't, they don't get a chance to survive. Because, like, humanity is, like, between you know, a rock at a hard place, these creatures are, like, humanity and the earth. And you're like, hey, we're trying to live. This creature's trying to eat me. This creature's trying to destroy the surface. This creature's trying to destroy the water. You know, <laughs> destroy the that make them everything toxic. I mean, how can we figure out how to live in unison? All these other animals, they figured out how to live in unison. They've figured out how to fit into all the other creatures. You know? You know and, and the balance takes a little time. The humans we don't we don't take our time. We need to do things. We did get on it. Yeah, we did make it happen. We don't wait generations and generations and generations. Each generation wants to accomplish more than the previous generation. Yeah. The one generation has its rules and ways that it does to the next generation. It's like, what if I'm going to do things my way, in the way that I do them? And not need some other generation, freaking adult parent pushing down their rules on how they were grown in my, this, and we did that, therefore, in today, it's the same. Oh, my God. Well, if it weren't for parents, there'd be no counselors, right? That, uh, you know, parents mess you up enough. They, they instill all their loves and fears into you. All their loves and fears. Things that they love and things they're scared about. do uh, not mean to. It's just naturally what we do. And As, as babies, we absorb. That's, that's what we do, things around us. And I just try to give all our love to everybody. You're all the babies out there. I love you very much in the world. Keep having a really, really good night. Good morning, or whatever time of day it is. You listen to Smoke News Radio. And uh, I, don't, I don't have a, saying a slang for the show yet. It's, uh, it's something, and it, it's going to be uh, special, I guess. I, I haven't heard the, the other part kick off the, uh, the 60 Seconds yet, so we're still broadcasting the oh, blog I to got a little bit of Facebook live out there tonight You guys are so awesome I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Let's see, the telephone's still on the talk Yeah Damn You know I think maybe that was it I haven't heard anything So, hey guys Thank you very much. Have a really, really, really good night. Enjoy life. Make the best of what you can. Live it up. Light it up. Love it up. You know, if you light it up. If it's just your heart, so be it. You know, it doesn't have to be joy. There's a lot of different kinds of ways to share your energies. That's for sure. I give big hugs out to y'all. This is Smoke News. And uh hope you guys liked that video part I did earlier and we I'll update it that day and get to that day real soon. Alright, have a good night. Oh, Smoke didn't news news. Okay so-